Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard-earned, real-world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. I'm talking with Keith Billis. Did I pronounce that right, Keith? You did, Larry. Yes, Keith Billis. Yes, exactly. And, uh, Keith has got so much going on. He's a business leader, serial entrepreneur. He's got his own podcast and launched a lot of businesses and knows a lot of things about winning, which he's learned the hard way, which is the best way. And we're going to tap into that today. So Keith, thanks for being with us. My pleasure, Larry. I'm uh, really pleased to be here today with you. It's exciting to talk to people of achievement, people that have done things, you know, get ideas, go out and make them happen. Because, you know, we uh, I wrote a book called Serial uh, Winner a while back. And the idea behind that was uh, I had a friend who made the statement as the world is full of people who want to do great things and almost do great things. And what we need is more people who do great things. And sometimes that last little get over the hump thing can be simply an idea at the right time that uh, makes the difference, you know, fits your situation. And the way you hear those things, the problem with Keith is you never know what that idea is. And uh, when you need the idea or someone else has it, you don't know what we're missing. And so that's why we try and cover the battlefield here, talk about a lot of things, and hopefully some things will uh, fall out that will will be the missing pieces for some of the people who are listening. And I have one thing for you, Larry, is the bigger thing, you said it, it's that it's finishing the finish line on an idea. Right. Yeah. But I would suggest to you that the most difficult thing for almost every human being is executing on anything, isn't it? We right. have everyone yeah. lose weight or quit a habit or do something. It's we have all the greatest intentions Yeah. and we can't execute. Yeah. And I know that you have spent a good bit of your life focusing in on that, not only with yourself and getting things done, but in helping others do the same thing. So when you look at your life, what are you most, what accomplishment are you most proud of in terms of doing something big that maybe was beyond your expectations early on starting out and in terms of impacting people? I don't know how it would be in the area of sales views on your podcast or things like that, you know, where you've touched and reached out to people. What's the biggest thing for you in terms of impact that you would say? Impact on society, impact on people. Just anything big, big accomplishment that, you know, you're really proud of that maybe would have been beyond the scale. Cause it's like this, let me help. You know, you hear people go out and I'm the kind of guy that never finds it easy to get things done when I start, you know, it's like everything yeah. goes wrong and it seems like you can't do it. But then you look at the people that are doing it and you say, well, they can't be that special. And so what are they doing? So you unravel it step by step. And eventually you wind up beating them a lot of times with their own ideas. And, but in the beginning, it seems hopeless. And you look That's at what they did like a magic trick. And so you got to unravel that, that magic. And that's kind of what we're helping people do. But what do you think is the biggest thing you pulled off in your life that, that you're proudest of? Yeah. So I think the obvious answer we all want to give is, is parents is that it's our children, but let's just put that on the table and let's get a little right. deeper. There's probably yeah. two things, Larry, for me. It's this idea that I created something from a white piece of paper yeah. and turned it into something that still exists today. 
that puts food on the table for people on the planet today and sustains households. And I'm no longer there. I no longer am part of it. I started it. I built it. I sold it. And I managed it for a while, and then I'm, but I'm no longer there. And this entity still lives. And yeah. that to me is something that's, it's like a legacy. It's like, I'm proud yeah. of that because I can see it's still living. And I was part of that. Right. So I would say that that was a significant piece of my life. And what was that? And how did you get started on that, that road? Yeah. It was a company called ICUC, uh, at the time, ICUC Moderation Services, now ICUC.social. We, back when the internets were getting all started back in the olden days, people were starting to communicate online and message boards and PHP message boards and so forth. And there was a marketing moment that listeners might recall was when Unilever launched a natural beauty campaign on the internet. And it was talked about, it was widely discussed, and it was really celebrating women's natural beauty. And it was kind of how society was moving out of kind of stereotypical women's beauty to a natural woman's beauty. And why I bring that up is because they launched these global message boards and they needed a company to moderate and manage the communities back before companies really did that. So we took on the project and we started doing that. Well, at the same time, I was launching another internet text to screen type company back when cell phones were early in their stages. And it was while we were launching that business and this Unilever thing was happening, it was clear to us that we had to make a pivot. We pivoted to a moderation company, moderating and managing communities before really Facebook was a thing, before Twitter. What year is it? What year are we talking? Back go five, oh seven, early oh four. Talking a long time ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was a remote virtual business. Uh, And it's funny, Larry, because I wrote a blog post in 2014, five years before the pandemic. And if you read it today, it's like, well, yeah, duh. Because I started this company back as the internet was new but it was a completely remote virtual business. It was completely distributed around the world. And at our biggest point, we had just under 500 people, right? Managing the world's biggest brands. So all the things that you saw on the front side with big brands, and the the brands can remain nameless, but all the stuff you saw there in Twitter or on television or on the early days of the internet, all the behind the scenes managing of that discussion you were having was being done with my team. Taking down mad images, moderating kind of the big discussion that America is having these days in the last number of years with Twitter and how do we moderate content? How do we moderate Facebook? I was doing that before it was kind of a thing. And, you know, we built it up to a really wonderful business. Now, what, uh, let's just talk about that launch. How were you positioned to notice the Unilever move to be able to jump in? What were you doing that yeah. put you in? really the where that became right on your screen and you said okay we got to jump on this great question i started a company called captive interactive and what captive interactive was we took screens that were connected to the internet and it was actually software and a computer and then we took the screens in nightclubs and then we enabled those screens to have pictures sent to the screens and text messages sent from the screens from mobile phones back when the Nokia 6310 was the handset, right? It was just like this wow. thing, right? So we were giving club goers and kids this opportunity to interact with each other in a club using their mobile phones. It seems kind of normal today, but that's what we were doing back in those early days. While it was in one of my clubs, I was standing with the club owner and there was some bad content on the screens. Yeah. And he's like, Keith. The only way you're going to continue to monetize this with advertisers is if you get the bad content on because no advertiser is going to want to be associated with the bad imagery or the bad text. Yeah. All right. I'll stay home tomorrow night and review everything before it goes on screen. Yeah. That's what happened. So I stayed home the next day, started reviewing before it went on screen. And you had so many second delay or something like that or what? 
It's exactly it. Yeah, I came in and it was, you know, sitting at my desk in my little condominium here in Winnipeg, Canada and reviewing text messages from kids around North America of them texting screens, right? So because of that, I had some contacts that I had established over the years in Toronto that knew we were doing this and they put us into contact with Much Music, which was kind of Canada's version of MTV at the time. They were launching a video channel that was being monetized via the chat that was going across the bottom. Ah, And it was a dollar for a kid. Anybody that wanted to send a text message to the television, it was a dollar. So we were compensated by driving conversation. And you can read into every line that you want that. So the more conversation we drove, the more money we made, right? So we drove conversation with people interacting with videos that they could have this channel alive and monetize music videos. So we were doing that. Through that connection was really how Unilever came about. And I had people in place because I had these clubs. And it was at that point, I was like, okay, we got to pivot. So we pivoted away from Captive Interactive, put that to rest because there was a hardware. It was going to be difficult business to scale, Larry. We made a massive pivot and really dug into this moderation agency business and grew that to a a wonderful size company. Yeah. And And what was the wonderful size company? So when we left it, we, so, you know, as in what, how big was the company? Well, it's it's doing $30 million a year. Yeah. And so how did you, what were you doing that got you to the point where you were doing that with the clubs and the techs and all of that? There has to be a journey before you get to that, where what got you into the computer world, the internet world? So I'm a sales guy. I like to sell. I like to talk. I like to communicate. I love to yeah. communicate. When I was in the hospitality industry, I was selling up, selling business rooms. And because I was up selling business rooms, I was engaging with business guys. And I recognized quickly that the more business tools I could sell them, the more money I would make. So I'd sell them the computer. But if I was going to sell them the computer, I had to learn how to use it. So I learned how to use Word, learned how to use Excel. And at that time, being a quote unquote old guy, I was able to really kind of start learning. And then I sold photocopiers and I sold photocopiers for Xerox, Larry, back when TCP IP and local land networking and all those new technologies were emerging. So yeah. I was really able to communicate with my fellow nerds, my fellow geeky guys, but also able to communicate with executives and maybe kind of the normal person because I was able to come out of a layman's language because I am not a tech person. I'm right. a hard worker. I was not gold spoon fed. I mean, my parents yeah. worked multiple jobs. So it was that drive. It was a drive to, and I grew up on American television. So here, I'll get even more deep with you. I grew up on American television, kind of chasing that quote unquote American dream. Yeah. Right. So I knew I was going to quote unquote make it. There was no doubt about that in my mind or my life. I had a clear, so me talking to you right now is no surprise to me. And I don't want that to come across as, as braggocious. It's a level of confidence that I expected to be here in my life. Yeah, right? where did that come from? You have to expect that. Where did that come from? Where did where it come from? Yeah, where do you think that came from? Good parents. Some people don't have that. Some people don't have that. I told my kids during the pandemic, Larry, the best thing that they can work on is their uh, their self motivation skills, their resilience, their ability to self start. Because we're remote, we're virtual. There's nobody telling you what to do. If you can be a self starter, you're going to be ahead of most other people on the planet. If you yeah. can learn how to execute, I know how to execute. I believe that I do. I failed many times. Don't get me wrong, right? But you can't fail without executing. And you can't fail without learning if you're paying attention. Exactly correct. That's exactly correct. You asked me if I can go back to the question you asked me. You asked me what the biggest impact that I made. I don't talk about what I'm going to tell you next very often. Right. Last July, I took my family to Kenya celebrating my 50th birthday. Congratulations. Thank you. I ended up in a school and I'm in the school and I'm interacting with the kids and I'm interacting with one of the leaders there and I'm looking over in the corner, Larry. And I'm seeing there's this router 
with all these wires not plugged into it. And I'm like, hmm. I'm like, so do you guys have internet here? He said, no, we turned it off. I said, oh, why did you turn it off? So well, because we couldn't afford to keep it on. So I'm standing there in a school of just under 500 children that are disconnected from everything that made me what I am today talking to you. The oh. internet changed my life. The internet changed my children's life. It changed my family's life. Yeah. So I turned the internet on for them because that was the thing to do. Because now I was able to change 500 kids' lives and then their kids' lives and everybody else's lives because now those children are all going to have a better life because they have the internet because it's changed my life. So why for $50 a month? We're not talking millions of dollars, Larry. We're talking $600 a year. Thanks for listening to The Million Dollar Mastermind. If you felt there were any valuable takeaways from this episode, please take a minute and leave us a five-star review. Your feedback is important and really helps us get the word out to a wider audience. Remember, we have a valuable webinar that is absolutely free. Register for it right now at whitealamwinning.com. Thanks for listening.